Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. I'm John. And I'm Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. Today's topic is titled Painting Outside the Lines. We actually did a blog on this topic recently. We liked it so much, we wanted to cover it again in the radio show. I'm like, this will be fun. Let's share this with the listeners. Yeah, so it's really an analogy. So maybe life is like a coloring book, and you can choose how you fill it in. So the analogy is about painting outside the lines and what this might, painting inside the lines, how that might look like in your life is you would be following the prescribed way of doing things. Your goals be what's already established as the norm. They might not even be your goals, but they're the goals that you thought you should take on. And the ways of achieving those goals would be something that's already predefined. It's kind of staying in the lines with what everybody says is normal and what you should do to be successful or happy in life. Kind of a, a big picture way this might look is you go to school, you get good grades so that you can go to the right school, to the right college, so you can get a good job and get promoted and make a bunch of money so that you can finally retire and enjoy life. That seems to be the prescribed way of living. And this idea of painting outside the lines is doing something else. Doing something different. Doing something different. And feeling free to do yes. something different because this, this, these expectations of what goals you're supposed to work toward and how you get them are very, very limiting. And they don't allow us to really freely express who we are. So that's, that's why we're speaking up today to get you to consider, are you freely choosing the goals that you have in your life? Are you, is that what you really want? Is that what you want it to look like? Do you have to go about it the same way as anybody else? We're about opening up options. So this is your opportunity to really evaluate what you want for your own life. Yeah, Hooking rather than up. just taking and accepting somebody else's plan for your life. Absolutely. And there's certainly a cost just following the prescribed plan. So the example that I gave here is basically just working at a job you don't like. That seems to be the norm. People go around saying, I hate my job. That, that's really sad. I see people spending a large, large portion of their life doing something they really don't enjoy. They resent. Um, it takes a toll on their health, on their mental well-being. It, it, it comes at a very, very high cost, doing something that's not a good fit for us and that we don't right. enjoy. All that so you can enjoy life in the last 10, 15, 20 years of your life after you've spent, you know, 60 of them not really enjoying life. It doesn't seem great to me. We have a, a friend, a colleague, who's a financial advisor, and he's been in the business, I'd say, probably almost 10 years-ish. And um, 
It's really interesting watching him change his opinion. Is it really best to scrimp and save and work as hard as you possibly can and push your body to the limit and with all the stress, without getting enough rest and, and recreation and taking care of ourselves, push that hard so that in retirement we can do stuff? Because what he's seeing is people have pushed themselves so hard to attain these goals that are kind of externally put on us that they've kind of run their bodies into the ground. And now that they're in retirement, they physically are not able to go out and enjoy all the stuff they've accumulated money to enjoy. And and it's it's really interesting watching our friend kind of look at that. And it's like, oh, is that best? Or is maybe should there be a little bit more of a balance of enjoying life along the way and having some enjoyment in retirement too? Yeah. It's fascinating. Just, just to be clear, we're not talking about becoming homeless. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to take it to that extreme, yes. right? Right. You know. Yeah. So to paint outside the lines, uh, it's more carefree. It's more fun. It's doing things differently. Could be doing work that's not standard, maybe starting something brand new, or maybe doing an existing thing in a different way that's more neatly you. And uh, maybe it's not following a prescribed formula. And uh, certainly the experience of that is the opposite of, oh, I can't wait to quit my job. And you won't say TGIF or hump day or I hate Monday because what you're involved in in your regular daily work, whatever that is, is something that's unique and a perfect fit for you and you're having a blast. That's something John and I, you, you've talked, you and I've talked about before for ourselves. We're really not the type to uh, work hard at jobs that we hate so we can finally retire from it. In fact, we don't technically have plans of retiring, of stopping what we're doing, because we love what we do. And, you know, we, who, who doesn't want flexibility in that? You don't want to have to do X, Y, or Z, but we're doing it because we want to. And I can't imagine that at age 63 or 65 or whatever, I'm just going to want to stop coaching people, encouraging people, building people up. This is what, this is what I want to do with my life. And, and that's what I want for our listeners, is to have a life that's so rich with doing what they love, blessing other people, that they're doing exactly what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what you would want to do in retirement, where you got paid for it or not. And that's painting outside the lines, painting inside the lines. Uh, there can be satisfaction there, too. I don't mean to say that's impossible. But it's it opens up options if you're not happy painting in the lines that you've been given then you can explore painting outside the lines and trying something different. Yep. And maybe you don't like your current job. And it's pretty scary, the idea of trying to get out and do something different or change jobs. I know I've experienced it where I've been in a job and then start to feel like, oh, no one else would want to hire me and I'm not going to be good enough for somebody else. And I'm lucky to have this job even though I hate it. Um, I would just encourage you to just trust. Trust that there is joyful work for you and that would make perfect sense and it's there it's out there just trust 
<clears throat> that dynamic that you're talking about, about having been in a job that you don't like, there where you don't feel valued, and how it's a real hit to your self-esteem. We talked about that recently in an episode called Healing from Corporate. And, and I don't know the number off the top of my head, but if, if that's you, you might want to listen to that episode because we kind of outlined some things that you can do to start rebuilding yourself so that you are in a position to go out and do something different. Because staying in a, in a position where you've been kind of beaten down, it becomes more and more difficult to color outside those lines. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So we want you to know that you are unique. There's no one else like you, and the world misses out if you don't express your uniqueness in the world. If you looked at an extreme example, what if, like we've seen in maybe a few movies here and there where it depicted this, where everybody in the neighborhood lives in exactly the same floor plan, driving the same car, which is the same color, and the landscape looks the same, that'd be pretty dreary and kind of icky, not vibrant, uh, just kind of gray. And I don't know, for me, it's depressing to think <laughs> that people might be like that. Yeah. And the opposite would, it's just much more colorful and exciting and there's uniqueness and you have uniqueness and the world benefits. They get to experience something new. When you express your uniqueness, you get to feel satisfaction. There's no one like you. And if you hide out, the world is diminished. I love that idea that the world's really a better place when you show up fully in your unique, awesome way that's just totally only you. And and other people benefit, and you get to be a whole lot more satisfied yourself. So it's it benefits everybody all the way around for you to be the full expression of you. That's awesome. You know, we're going to head into a break here in just a moment. want to let you know that if you missed part of this show or any other shows of ours, you can listen at theimpacthour.com. You can also sign up for it as a podcast and take us with you on the road. Thanks for listening to Impact Hour. We will be right back. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're so glad that you've joined us. Today we're talking about painting outside the lines of life. 
and you being the fullest, most awesome expression of you in a way that's really satisfying and beneficial to other people. I'm going to talk some about what it looks like to paint outside the lines. What do, what do we mean by that for you? And just to be clear, I'm going to reiterate that if you're satisfied with your life the way it is, that's cool. I'm happy for you. If you like the job that you're in, yay. If it's a great expression of you, that's awesome. We're talking if you want something more. This is intended to open up options for you. So one way that you can paint outside the lines, do something that's more uniquely you, is to utilize your strengths. I recently had on the Impact Hour Brandon Miller from 34 Strong, and we talked about strengths, what they are, how they make you unique, how it helps you to be more impactful, more effective, more satisfied, more healthy. Uh, if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to episode 48 called Strengths with Brandon Miller. And when you utilize your strengths, what you're really good at, it really informs how you do what you do. So a great example is teaching. There's no strength around teaching. It's teaching, you can teach in a variety of different ways. So somebody can teach by really including people and drawing them in and getting them to participate in the process. That's one strength. Another strength is seeing the bigger picture and being able to connect all the pieces for each other. That's another strength. So there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can teach and be really, really great at it using different strengths. So we encourage you, if you haven't already, to take the Strengths Finder inventory. You can do that at 34strong.com, 34strong.com. And you'll get a report that, that is, is tailored just to you and what makes you unique and awesome so that you can have more of that. And those are really opportunities to develop those parts of you that really will be a unique expression of yourself in the world. Now, when you want to paint outside the lines, one option is starting something new. Now, because, I mean, if you think about it, if you're doing the same old thing that everybody else is doing, you're kind of painting within the lines, right? There's nothing different about that. But when you want to start something new, I'll, I'll let you know up front, there, there can be some challenges in that and we'll talk more later about some of the external limiting factors that there are like friends who are naysayers people who love you and are concerned about you and they, the way they express that is concern about you failing or what you're doing not working that would be really easy to let those things hold you back so I just give that to you as a heads up as something that you can expect is very common when you do something new and it's normal when you do something new to be afraid. And that's okay. Trust me, we've dealt with it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an ongoing thing as, as you stretch yourself and try new things. It, it's normal to have fear in that. So just know that that's normal and okay. And press into it and work through it. And, and let the fear be okay and, and do it anyways. And just love yourself through that. Doing things in a new way 
opens up a lot of options for you and new ways of blessing people. You can do things in a new way in business. I love business innovation and new models that like totally shake things up. And I'm, I'm a user of Uber um, as, a, as a blind person, legally blind, I don't drive. And that really opened up my world to be able to summon a driver within just a few minutes has, has been, well, just opened up a lot of opportunities for me. And they, they got a lot of pushback from the, they continue to get a lot of pushback from the taxi industry, right? So it used to be you had to call up and a dispatcher at a taxi company and um, they tell you that they'll send a taxi. You've got no idea when they're going to show up. I remember waiting, you know, half hour. I'm like, are they coming? Do they know where I'm at? You know, and you got to be, that was back in the day before cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they couldn't, you know, necessarily get a hold of me. Trudge back find to it. the payphone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it kind of became outdated with cell phones and the possibility of having an app to summon a driver and the taxi industry did not respond quick enough. They could have said, oh my gosh, look at this technology. These people are gonna surpass us if we don't get on this, right? Instead, they fought it. They, they, they lobby the government to say, no, Uber shouldn't be able to go into airports. You know, they try to have limitations and stuff like that instead of going with it. And that's what innovation does. It gets pushback because it really shakes things up and makes new things possible. This is another personal favorite of mine. I have two teenage boys. We have two teenage boys. Little Caesars Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Little Caesars has hot and ready pizza. You don't need to call ahead. You can just stop by and pick up either a cheese pizza or a pepperoni pizza. And, uh, yeah, it rocks our world. <laughs> uh, several times a week, given my teenage boys are on vacation from school for now. Yeah, so... You know, I think that probably took a, a good chunk out of the pizza market because of the convenience of being able to go and pick up a pizza. Not have to order and wait. And order, and, exactly, exactly. So these are just some simple examples of innovation in business, but it doesn't have to be in business. It could be innovations in, in health, in well-being, in finances, in volunteering, in relationships and communication. There's so much room for innovation and so much room for you to step in and express yourself in that way. So this is our encouragement to you to, to open up your mind to possibilities and seeing how you can uniquely contribute and express yourself by coloring outside those lines. Yeah, a lot of things in the world, we think, oh, that's the best way because otherwise it'd be different. Well, it's but, always been done that way. Yeah. <laughs> But what we've found is that oftentimes it's done that way just because somebody thought that was a good idea at the time. Yeah. And they didn't do a scientific study to test all the ways it could be done and pick the best one. They just picked one, and that seemed to work. And everybody else just kind of followed along because, hey, that was the path that someone already went down, and it seemed to work. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to try something new. Maybe it would fail, so they just go down the existing path. But there's certainly room to do things that are already being done in new and innovative ways. I wonder how many of you who are listening have an idea that's innovative and haven't really done anything with it. And yeah. so the world's waiting for you to, to share that and, and really make that kind of change. Yeah. 
and you know, it sounds like we're talking about in the context of business, but like Rena said, it doesn't have to be business. You know, it could be a new way of mentoring people. Um, it could be a new way of doing, you know, a cause or a nonprofit kind of organization, doing something new in there. Serving people, helping people, improving people's lives, innovation in that realm would yeah. be awesome. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Shake things up. Now, what we found is that it's kind of difficult to innovate, to do something new, to paint outside the lines. If it weren't difficult, everybody would be doing it. And there would be like no common way of doing things. Things would all be pretty much done in, in at least in many cases done totally different. But uh, we don't find that in the world. We find people kind of tend to, to jump in and do things that were done before because it's easier. And there's things that hinder us, things that kind of make us go, whoa, maybe I don't want to start that new thing or maybe I don't want to challenge the status quo. And those things can be internal inside of us, and they can also be external. And that's, we've had experience around things that hinder us in terms of, uh, you know, internal things. I think that's pretty common to many of us. I know for me, you know, I've, I've grown up and then kind of had a fear of being judged harshly. So if I do something in a new way, and it's not the normal prescribed way, you know, what happens if it doesn't start out so well? Someone might jump in and go, well, that was dumb. Why did you do that? It's supposed Ooh. to be done this way. Or, and that would be really hard. Yeah, and it would be hard to hear. And, you know, I grew up being afraid of, of that harsh judgment. And, and it's good to recognize that each person probably has their own version of that. It might be different. It might not be judgment. Um, for me, I had a, a need to appear competent. My mom praised me for being independent. I think this was like because I was a visually impaired kid and I still did stuff. She just thought that was great and compared me to my brother, which wasn't cool. And um, I remember actually when I graduated from sixth grade, I got a card from her and I still have it. And she told me that I could do anything, which is a wonderful encouragement from a parent. And um, so I, fortunately I had that mindset and at the same time, I needed to appear competent because that's that's what I felt like I got praise and acceptance for was like I really knew what I was doing and I could get stuff done. So if I go out and I do something and I don't look competent and I make a mistake, that kind of kind of shakes me up. And, and I, I just really get afraid of what up until now I'm in the <laughs> process of changing that, um, you know, worried about what people think of me. And, and it's a real process to become okay with making mistakes, whatever your versions are. That's just one of the examples of the internal barriers that can keep you from painting outside the lines. So school is one of the ways that we've really internalized the idea of don't make a mistake. You know, you get a test back and it's got these massive red marks on it, X's where you messed up and a letter grade at the top and bold red. And you know if you got it right or you got it wrong. You answer, raise your hand and answer a question and you get it right or wrong in front of the whole class. And that can have a really lasting impact on us so that we don't want to speak out and be wrong. We don't want to make mistakes because we're graded harshly. It moves on from there into the workplace where we get performance evaluations and then our pay 
is dependent on that. And I know, John, you've seen where if somebody makes a mistake, it can be really harsh. So the workplace only serves to perpetuate that. Do you have anything to add on that, your experience around that? Yeah, I'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Awesome. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're talking today about painting outside the lines. We've been recently talking about uh, what are the things that hinder us from doing that. And one of the things is that we are afraid of making mistakes. And we've had that reinforced for us uh, through school and oftentimes in the workplace. I don't know, in my experience, I've talked to folks in the workplace who say three strikes and you're out. You get three mistakes and then you're done. Wow, that's not a lot of grace there. Not a lot of grace. Well, wait, because when you're trying new things, you're going to make mistakes, right? Yeah. So that would just be an employer who just wants people to trudge on and do the exact same thing. Yes. No, not they don't a want, really innovative place. If they wanted their employees to try something new, they are certainly shutting that idea down. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's interesting because maybe they do want that, but then they don't really based on their their choices around yeah. three strikes. Or at least they're not consciously aware that those things are connected. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Yes. Uh, we've seen in the news, you know, someone made a mistake and now they're done. They're fired. One, one mistake and they're fired. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's crazy. I, I think that's a, a precedent I've seen more lately than and in the past where, you know, one one bad tweet, you know, one bad comment in a media somewhere and the person can get fired for, for one thing. Yeah, we mentioned that in the leadership episode we just did last week about leaders making a, a visible mistake. And I think it would be honorable to step up and say, you know, wow, that's really not what I intended. I had consequences I didn't expect, and this is what I've learned from it, and this is what we can do going forward. Instead, you get people deflecting and lying and covering things up and, and really dishonorable things to hide the mistake because mistakes are judged so harshly. Yeah, mistakes yeah. are not okay. Yeah. The truth, however, is that mistakes aren't the problem. They're how you get there. Dude, mistakes are the bomb. Go make them. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever seen a kid hop on a bike and ride it perfectly the first time? Probably not. Usually they get on, they fall down. If there's training wheels, they're definitely relying on the training wheels. 
and they're learning and mistakes are a part of the learning process. If you don't make mistakes, you probably aren't learning as much. And I don't know about for you folks, but for me, I often learn way more from my mistakes than I do from my successes. That's very true. Actually, that's where the lessons lie. Yeah. And mastery requires unlearning. So you can get to a certain level with what you've learned so far, but mastery requires you to unlearn that and learn something brand new, and that would involve making mistakes. You read a book on that mastery, yes. right? And, and it was literally, it's like, okay, so what you've learned has gotten you this far, and you can't keep doing that. You need to actually unlearn it, be open to doing it completely different way. Is that what unlearning is? It is. And okay. unlearning is twice as hard as learning. Nope. <laughs> Good. Just it requires is. some commitment and effort. Definitely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, learning and mistakes never stop unless you stop. And if you don't stop, and uh, or if you stop and you start doing things, nothing new, you're doing the same thing over and over again, your job is the same over and over again, then of course, learning and mistakes may stop in that case. But if you're trying new things, you're stretching, you're growing, just expect mistakes to be a part of the journey. And be okay with that. Yeah. It really takes a, a reframe on, on what mistakes are. And they really are valuable learning opportunities. In fact, probably calling them mistakes is not the best word. Right. Yeah. 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 So one of the things we have is that there is no failure. There's only learning experiences. Right. Right. Yeah. Failure is an exceptionally harsh word. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a, learning, a lot of learning opportunities in my life. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yay. I've, I've learned that's, that's good. It, it, it's not easy going through what normal people, normal, most people would call a failure or a mistake. That's not an easy experience. And especially, you know, like when I went through it, I was beating myself up over it. That makes it more of a difficult experience. But like you say, that's really where the learning is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's easy to want to paint within the lines. We're talking there's some external pressure to do it. There's some internal pressure to do it. And sometimes one of those, those external things is what we want to do in the world, maybe through business or um, to whatever we're doing to have our positive impact, whether it's through business or volunteering or whatever, maybe there's something like a credential that we feel we need. <clears throat> For example, if you want to be a doctor, you need education, you need certain credentialing to do that. And what I love to encourage people to do is to be open to achieving the same kind of thing in a different way. Look, if you want to get a degree and you want to get a credential and, and that's really what you want to do, you can do that. And if you want to get to making a positive impact faster, maybe there's another way to do that. For example, um, I know somebody who had a really beautiful plan, has a really beautiful plan. He wants to foster more health in, in people. And, and uh, I, I don't, don't recall all the details, but it involved like a school. So he wanted to set up a school that included growing their food. And so they would learn about nutrition all the way from growing the food from the soil, right? And I, I know this individual wanted a 
uh, some kind of credential around health coaching, nutrition, like a nutrition degree, I think. And um, his plan, he said, yeah, it's going to take me about 40 years. And I felt really sad in that moment because all I can think of is the people whose lives won't be impacted, who won't have learned about nutrition and better health and whose bodies won't be as in a good a shape because they never heard that message from him because he's committed to following a very specific path. So I'm all about possibilities and options and solving problems. So I encourage you, if there's some, an end you want to achieve, be open about how you want to achieve it because you don't necessarily have to be qualified in the way that you're thinking if you're open to other options. You look at ways of starting sooner, and maybe the credential still is good, mm -hmm. but don't wait for the credential. Jump in now in ways that you can. Right, right. That's being creative. If you think about it, the Wright brothers did not have pilot licenses. They didn't go to the FAA and take the prescribed courses. They had to go, and when they got themselves flying, they were the first ones to do it. So there wasn't a predefined path to take. They went and blazed that trail. Same with the guys who walked on the moon for the first time. There wasn't a, a, a class taught by an instructor who had already walked on the moon, and you know they did their training, but they were the first to do it. So be willing to be the first to do something and try things in a new way so that you're not stuck painting within the lines. Yeah, sometimes it's surprising. Um, you know, I, I have a degree in software, so I, I went that route and certainly felt like I learned a ton and got into the field. That's been beneficial for sure. And found out that there are people doing software like I am, but didn't get the degree. Interesting. So, you know, the normal thought process would be, oh, you have to have a degree to do that. But right. there are folks who's, who've gotten into it without a degree. There's other folks have gotten into it who had a degree in a totally different field, and they just sort of migrated over, and it just, their path just took them that way, and, and they're, you know, in pretty deep in software development and things that are pretty tough, and, and they can do it as well. And they didn't have to get the degree there are other paths into that. I can relate to that. I, I know that my Master of Social Work degree is beneficial for the work we do, and it's not necessary for the coaching and the training that we do. So education, I love education. I'm saying nothing against it. I just don't want it to be the thing that you put off and is holding you back from making the impact that you want to make. Yeah, you think, oh, I need to get a degree in that. Oh, that's going to be a lot of money. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to get to that someday. Yeah, someday, maybe I'd like to do that. <laughs> yeah, next year. Next year, honest, I'm going to take some classes next year. <laughs> I'm going to finish that degree I started 20 years ago. And, and if you do, that's awesome. Just don't, please don't let it hold you back. Yeah. Yeah. So there are external things that hold us back as well. And uh, we've experienced some of this as, as well. If you imagined if you were a kid and you were coloring in a coloring book, and you colored outside the lines, what is the typical response you might get from people? Now, first of all, when I picture that, a kid coloring outside the lines, I picture it like just like joy on their face, or maybe they're like really focused, you know, and their brows a little knit of their tongues sticking out a little bit. They're, they're giving it their all, man. It's their expression, and they don't care if the lines are here or there. They, they're coloring. They're having a good time, right? That's having how it should be. Having a good old be. time. Yeah. So, so a good parent would say that is awesome, even while they might be thinking, 
oh, <laughs> they went outside the lines. I'm totally guilty of that. Like, I'm sure I would be like, because <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I really internalized. So you got to color in the lines thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk more about this right after the break. climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. You are listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live a life rich in meaning and significance. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today, we're talking about painting outside the lines with the way you live your life. And recently, we've been talking about the things that kind of hinder us and hold us back from that kind of idea. And uh, we've talked about several things that might be inside of us kind of holding us back, things we're afraid may happen, things we believe have to be a certain way. And then we've been recently talking about what can happen to hinder us from external sources. So we've experienced some of this. You decide, hey, I want to start a new business, and you start sharing with people, you're really excited or you want to you know, innovate how something is done. Hey, I want to try this this new way. I want to do something brand new. And you might get some pushback from people. You might hear, oh, let me tell you why that won't work. Or you might hear, well, why don't you get a real job like everyone else? So we've heard some things like that. And, and things like, you know, oh, I know someone who tried something and it didn't work. Yes. Or I tried something like that, didn't work. And a lot of times there's, I think they generally are <clears throat> genuinely are concerned for the individual they're talking to, right? They, they want to prevent, they're of the mindset that it's bad to make mistakes and it's harmful when it's actually beneficial. So they're just a little misguided, but their heart, they really do care about the person. This is what I like to believe. Yes. <laughs> I think for many people that would be true. They, right? they want to, to prevent you heartache. And, and whatever might happen uh, by doing that. For some folks, it might be you're doing something new and it's triggering them and they're jealous, mm -hmm. maybe not even consciously aware of it, but they don't want you to be successful because that might make them look not look as bad. great, might right. look bad. But, but it's, you know, whatever story you make, you might as well make one that's more <laughs> beneficial, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and that can be a really big deal. I, I remember I've shared some ideas with the folks and, and the response was, oh, you know, that can't be done. If that could be done, they'd already do that. Well, that's so, a silly assumption, huh? Because somebody's got to do it the first time. 
Yes. Or it'll never happen. Yes. And and if it's from somebody you respect, you know, and, you know, it's, it's hard to hear that from, from somebody like that. Yeah. And, and it can be crushing. Yeah. So that can be a thing that hinders us from doing new things. Yeah, and we're going to talk about ways to get support so that you're not doing it alone. We'll, we'll get to that before the end of the show. Yes. So some things to, to think about. Uh, maybe you're trying to follow an existing path or an existing formula. Uh, you know, someone says, here's the, the five steps to succeed in this area, and, you, and you're going to go do that. Here's, you know, here's, here's the diet that works for everybody, and it's these 13 steps or whatever it is in right. there. Five steps to flip houses. You, too, can be successful in yes. real estate. There's like, I don't know, my Facebook feed is just filled with, with these ads. Um, yeah. You know, try this formula for success. Yes. Are you a life coach? You, too, can have great success. <laughs> it's, it's really a lot. <laughs> it is. So here's what we've learned is their path might not work for you number of reasons why it might not it could be that things are different when they got started the the world was a certain way and now it's different and you know people used to be on uh, what was a myspace they'd say oh to be successful create a myspace page That's well that funny. totally wouldn't work now no. <laughs> i think it's still around right it might be, it might be. but it's cer- certainly not talked about so much yeah. and it certainly wouldn't be a key element to success but okay. At one point, that might have been someone's formula. And and other people are now saying, you know, it's got to be on Facebook. But now the younger people aren't on Facebook. So is what is it, Instagram? Or, you know, it, it just keeps changing. So uh, it, they've, they'd have to keep updating the formula, honestly. So a lot of times people found success. And they're like, cool, I figured this out. I'll share that. So they go and share their formula. And there's, there's no guarantee that that's still relevant or is still going to work. Or is going to work for you. Right. And the thing that made that work might actually not be in the formula. Ooh. There could be something in there that they did, something unique about them, and they didn't see it. They just seemed natural. It's just, of course, if we did these steps, you would do it this way. And the, this way that is being done is where the magic is, not in the steps or the formula. And they're not teaching that because that was so automatic to them, they wouldn't even think about talking about it. They didn't know. And so you try it, and you're not them, and you don't put in the, the secret magic sauce that they're not sharing because they're not talking about it. They're maybe not even aware of it. And it's not working for you. Like, I did these steps. What's going on? It's not working. Well, maybe, maybe the secret sauce isn't in the formula. You know, it kind of reminds me, the whole formula thing reminds me of franchises. And if you were opening up a restaurant, you've got a lot of choices. You could do um, a McDonald's, and they give you the the formula, the franchise. You get the, you get the name. You've got to follow all their rules and all their protocols, and, and do it the way they want. And likely, you know, it's a proven business model, and it'll probably work. You know, given that you've done the research where you're putting your business and and some various things, you know, and that's an option to run a franchise. And if you're wanting a unique expression, you might want a different kind of restaurant, right? Where you can pick the art that goes on the walls, the lighting, the seating. What's the experience like for your patrons, the chefs? Do you want the chefs to be able to express themselves or do you want like formulas that they have to follow? So there's, there's choices and options. You can go the franchise route, 
or you might really enjoy the like unique restaurant route. Yeah, certainly be a more unique expression. Exactly. I think it would be more satisfying. Yeah. Not to say that franchises are bad or wrong. I enjoy some of them. <laughs> and, you know, it's not the same as a unique expression. Yeah. So if you're looking exactly. at a formula, you might want to look at it and say, is this formula, does that fit me? Right. Is that who I am? Do I want to paint within these lines? Yes. It's an option and a totally a choice. So we're just, like I said, opening up some options for you. Yep. As you're doing something new, what we've learned is the overarching formula, if you will, is to try something out, evaluate it, and tweak it. And do some more and evaluate it and maybe more than tweak it. Maybe you throw out some huge parts of it and bring in something new. But it's this iteration model. And the iteration model is always asking, is it working for the people that I'm serving, the people I'm contributing to? Is it working for me? Is it effective? Is it producing what I want in the world? Is it working is essentially kind of what that's about. And if it's not quite working the way you'd like, tweak it and change it until you find what is working. So I think I hear the point that you're making is if you're going to do something new, you can't just set it on autopilot. There's a lot of evaluating and adjusting yes. to, to go along with that route. Yep. It's good. Good to yep. know up front. And as you're looking at formulas, you might look at that formula and go, yep, I think I'd like to do the opposite of what that formula says. Maybe that's your way of innovating something brand new. Just note the biggest industry innovators are doing brand new things. And making an impact can use innovation as well. So this is not just in business like we talked about before. We had a show earlier with uh, Tiffany Leffler on uh, defending the cause, coordinating non nonprofits. Felt like didn't need to bring in another nonprofit, but might provide a way to improve how they coordinate with each other. That's neat. That's I love innovation. I love that innovation. That was really fun having Tiffany on the show. That was defending the cause. I think that was episode 44. Yeah. And then there's a, there's another organization out there that's helping the homeless called Everyone Matters Ministries, and they're providing a brand new way of helping homeless folks. And they're looking at people in specific scenarios and providing them a very low-cost temporary housing for them while they can kind of work through their situation. But it also provides a lot of support. And they have uh, kind of financial, you know, coaching or counseling for those folks to help them kind of manage their money different. Um, and in their housing, it's not for free. It's They still have a small fee for it. And uh, it really is helping them out of the situation rather than just just uh, kind of giving in their own situation and, and keeping them there. And that's one of the things that we find so exciting is is innovation in doing, you know, whether it's working with people who are experiencing homelessness or kids, you know, advocating for children, you know, whatever it is, people finding new, more effective, more impactful ways of doing things. and probably a unique expression of who those people are who started those endeavors. Yeah. It's really cool. So you can look at the way, you know, nonprofits and causes are being done in your world and look at it and go, oh, I don't know if I'd want to do it that way. Or, or, you know, that looks like that's not really helping the way I'd want. And so you can, you know, provide your own unique way of addressing that. And that would provide a new innovation. And you could innovate by, you know, talking to the folks who are already doing it and come alongside and work with them. Or you could start something brand new in that area. 
and that'd be a cool way to start something new and that could be you know your life's calling it's uh, something you deeply care about and that's your expression in the world and we get really excited about this kind of stuff so if if it's something that you'd like to talk about you could certainly set up a call uh, we've got appointments available at um, theimpacthour.com, right? Mm -hmm. People can go there and sign up for a discovery session and kind of explore options. What's the impact that you're wanting to make? What are some options? What's a good fit for you? And see if we can be of support to you in that because this is thrilling stuff for us. John, I know you're so excited to do this episode. You said it brings out, you know, it's the rebel in you. <laughs> <laughs> wanting to paint right. outside the lines and yep. encouraging and supporting other people to do the same. So lots of fun today. Yes. And as you're doing new things, it's always awesome to have supportive people. It's too hard when you're surrounded by naysayers and around people who really don't support what you're doing. And so we really would encourage you to give us a, a call, just plan in or, or schedule a discovery session, and we can chat about it and see what makes sense for you to move forward. Because we know that you have what it takes to make an awesome difference, and we're happy to be there with you while you go out paint outside those lines. Thanks for listening to the Impact Hour.